Hello and welcome to this edition of the Ian Abernethy podcast. You can watch videos and listen to other podcast episodes by visiting www.ianabernethy.com. So, without further ado, here's Ian Abernethy. Hello, I'm Ian Abernethy and welcome to the February 2010 uh, podcast, which is officially... And I say officially because uh, I think one month we actually did two-parter, so you can argue we did two podcasts that month. But officially, this is our 30th podcast overall. Um, so thanks to everyone for your support of the uh, the podcast. Uh, really, you know, it surprises me every time I look at the statistics. I was looking at the, the downloads from the, the just the blog itself, never mind iTunes or anything else, but just from uh, from the blog and the, uh, the amount of data that's been dragged off that blog as people download these things every month is actually quite frightening. And um, yeah, we're seriously close to um, exceeding our bandwidth limits. <laughs> so <laughs> we may have to start kind of upgrading servers and things soon. But again, that's great. You know, it's great to have those kind of problems, you know, the problems of success. Um, so yeah, so thank you for making these podcasts what they are and thank you for listening in. Quick bit of news before we get into the main uh, body of the podcast proper. Uh, first thing is just thanks everyone for their support of the extreme impact downloads that myself and Steve uh, Williams have, have done. As for those that have seen those, you know, we're breaking down um, techniques, uh, drills for techniques, so you develop your know, distancing, timing, footwork, the right kind of physical attributes and mental attributes to make sure you can uh, develop massive impact from kind of more or less all ranges and all situations, really. And, phys- and mentally and physically, you develop that kind of resilience to, you know, keep uh, keep on fighting. So a bit part of my own training that, and it's not really been reflected in anything we've done before. Most of the material we've put out has been on the sparring side of things, with the cat-based sparring and the bunkai stuff, and um, never really looked at the kind of the pad work and the impact side of things, which is a very important part of my own training and teaching, as my own regular students and those who come up to my dojo to train with me know. So it's good to kind of finally get something out on there. And uh, Steve is without a doubt one of the most impressive martial artists I've ever worked with. You know, and if you watch the uh, the downloads, you know you can you can see that his speed and power is phenomenal. Beautiful technique as well. Um, so speaking of which, yeah, just on the blog of ianabernethy.com, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you know, pop along. If you've downloaded this off the blog, you've already been there, so you've probably already seen it. But I've put a couple of uh, sample drills on there. You can have a little look and you can get to see the kind of things that are on those uh, those uh, those downloads. So they're off to a really good start anyway, which I'm, I'm dead happy because we've never done anything exclusively as downloads before. But they've been really, really popular, which I'm happy about. People really seem to like the punchy kind of editing style and the, the no-nonsense, you know, the, trying to get as much information into as short a time as we can so it's nice and punchy and it reflects the kind of the training as well you know nice and high energy and people seem to really really like that so that's been been great so thanks to everyone for the support of those it's really appreciated and steve and i already have plans to uh, to add some more to uh, the the series uh, in the summer uh, Satma on the Society of Applied Traditional Martial Arts. I sent out a little video update to everyone who's registered their interest for that. Um, you should have all received it. You know, if you haven't or you want that, then drop us a line at Satma, S-A-T-M-A, at ianabernethy.com. Uh, remember that Ian's a Scottish way, I-A-I-N for the, the spelling. But yeah, Ian at dot If you, uh, sorry, sorry, Satma at ianabernethy.com. If you drop us a, a note there, then Helen will, will, will add you to the mailing list for that. Um, one thing that we are going to do off that is, we, I've just been talking, Talking about this this week, we're going to do a, a, 
overhaul to the main part of the the, the website um, we're going to make it a bit more functional um, we'll have the ability to sign on for satma members to access all the kind of information we're going to be putting up there that exclusively for satma members uh, but we're also going to have a general kind of membership area as well which will be free for anyone who just wants to kind of make use of the um, the Inabreti side of the site if you know so watch out for those you know hopefully that in the coming months you, you'll see some some good changes to the the website we're going to keep every, all the things that you know and love are still going to be there though the forum's not going to be kind of touched um although we may update it a little but all the information will still be there and these podcasts and the blog and you know all the articles and everything else you know the free ebooks and stuff all that will still be there but we're just going to revamp it and add some new functionality to it as well um so yeah, so th th I think that's basically all the news I've got at the moment. So this uh, 30th, our 30th podcast, is on uh, one of the best-kept secrets in the martial arts. So I'll hand you over to me, and I hope you enjoy uh, this month's podcast. Okay, so it's the second podcast of the decade and our 30th overall, so let's make it a good one and reveal one of the biggest secrets in the martial arts. Now this is something that many experienced martial artists know and it has a profound effect on the way we train. However, you'll hardly ever hear anyone talk about uh, this and many people seem almost embarrassed or ashamed by the secret that lies at the heart of so much of modern training. Now you may be one of the few people who have identified this secret, but I bet you hardly ever talk about it too. So for those in the dark and those uh, who don't know what the secret is, um, here goes. The martial arts can be lots of fun. Yep, you heard me right. I'm not talking about real world violence and uh, I'm not talking about discipline or personal challenge or advancement. I'm talking about the main reason that people keep training year after year and put their minds and bodies through all that torture people enjoy it that's why we do it however ask people why they train and only a very small number will be prepared to admit that they train because it's fun or because it's a good laugh or because they find it enjoyable it's almost as if admitting that the martial arts are fun somehow robs them of their sobriety and value by connecting the martial arts with something as supposedly as frivolous as fun some would say that we devalue them you know and I'm gonna come clean and confess that the main reason I train these days is because I find the martial arts to be lots of fun <laughs> now are you shocked you know if so let me explain what fun means to me and how I see that relating to the martial arts now the first thing to address is that the self-protection side of the martial arts um, obviously you know there's nothing fun about that you know um, protecting yourself and your loved ones from violent assault is deadly serious and needs to be approached with honesty and the extreme seriousness that it deserves too many martial artists play fast and loose with self-protection and teach dangerous nonsense that could see people suffer terrible things if they were to apply that rubbish that has been irresponsibly passed on to them by people who consider themselves experts but in reality don't have the first clue about how violence needs to be addressed. You know, so where's the fun on all of that, you know? But essentially, when we're talking about self-protection, it's our ability to protect ourselves and our loved ones from those who would harm them or, or end their lives um, you know, and that's what we're talking about. You know, now personally, I love my life, and I want to ensure that the violent minority can't have any impact upon it. The self-protection side of the martial art is important to me because it helps me ensure I can continue to live the life that I want to live, in the way that I want to live it. You know, essentially, it helps ensure that I can keep on having fun. I train hard on that side of things in order to ensure that the life I live can be preserved. 
Now, as I've, you know, if you're a regular listener to these podcasts or you read my articles and things, you'll know that many times before I've said uh, that to me, a martial art, a proper approach to the martial arts, should be both life-preserving and life-enhancing. Now, we'll come to the life-enhancing side of things later, but for an approach to the martial arts to be valid, in my view, it needs to be effectively and uh, efficiently able to preserve life. Now, I'll make no secret of the fact that, in my view, many approaches to karate and the martial arts in general fall short in this regard. However, being able to keep you alive in the face of raw naked violence is the bare minimum of what martial arts training should achieve. Now, a lot of, pl uh, a lot of approaches to the martial arts don't achieve this fundamental requirement. They pontificate with false authority about the importance of transcending violence, and yet they themselves are transcending nothing. They've dodged the issue by reinventing violence in their own minds so that it fits with how they practice the martial arts. Um, their ego obscures reality, and that's obviously very dangerous, but sadly very common too. But anyway, as I said, I mean, as an absolute minimum, the martial arts should realistically address violence. But if that's all they do, then to my mind, they're also falling short. Now, I would hope that those listening to this podcast would not be sitting at their end of their lives saying, well, you know, I spent 50 years in the martial arts and they were a complete waste of time because no one tried to kill me during that time. You know, um, there needs to be other benefits aside from the self-protection side of things. You know, in order to make the, all the time we spend on it a worthwhile investment, you know, time's the most valuable commodity we've got. Now, before I move on, you know, I'd like to quickly mention that as well as the life-preserving side of the martial arts containing uh, realistic self-protection and addressing that side of things, um, the life-preserving aspect of the martial arts should also include the positive effect that the uh, martial arts practice can have on our health. I mean, when you consider that heart disease and obesity are among the most common causes of death, that we could see that the health and fitness benefits of the martial arts are also life-preserving. You know, for most of us, they'll be more life-preserving than the, uh, the self-protection side of things. You know, and a lot more people kill through heart disease uh, than there are through, uh, through assault. But anyway, I mean, personally, I mean, I've always found like a good tear-up, um, for want of a better expression, or a fight in the dojo is a fantastic way to address the stresses of modern living. Uh, we have Stone Age bodies, you know, that. Are, working in a modern world you know the fight or flight response is triggered by all kinds of things that can't be addressed by fighting or fleeing uh, you know worrying about the next mortgage payment or pressing deadlines at work or school can't be addressed by punching someone and running away well i guess they could in the short term but it's going to lead to even more stress down the road <laughs> you know the hormones though they're still releasing into our system and the resulting stress can be a killer if those you know those hormones and that effect on our system is not if we don't do something with it if we don't address it so through vigorous physical activity and dojo fighting, we give the fight-or-flight response an outlet. You know, and, and this too can be life-preserving uh, in the high-stress modern world. I always feel you know, much, much more relaxed after I've trained and, 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 and fought. You know, it's, it's, it's just a great way to get rid of all that. It just clears my mind of all the clutter that the, you know, the modern world throws at it. Okay, so that's how the martial arts can preserve life so we can keep on uh, enjoying life. The more lustful life we have, the more we'll wish to ensure that we can continue to enjoy that life. And I think the martial arts have a role to play here too. As well as being life-preserving, martial arts should be, as I said before, life-enhancing. Now let's be clear what I mean by that. To me, the life-enhancing side of the martial arts has absolutely nothing to do with any quasi-spiritual fortune-cookie mysticism or the addition of religious teaching. My martial arts are non-spiritual and totally religious. You know, I know for some uh, religious people, their uh, faith permeates everything they do. And hence it's totally natural that their view of the martial arts will also be coloured by that faith. 
But for me, that's not what I mean by life enhancing. You know, um, it's not that side of things for me. Not Zen or Buddhist or anything else to do with it. That that's not what I mean by life enhancing. Martial arts are not a spiritual thing for me, but they are something that has enhanced my life. You know, and it's because I find it fun. I enjoy it. Now, you know, I guess at this point, you know, we should probably stop and ask why I find combative training to be so enjoyable. Um, and we'll have a little look at that, but I fear that that way, you know, dark things may lie. You know, <laughs> um, I once asked a very senior martial artist why he thought we were prepared to put ourselves through what we do. And his answer to me was, you know, Ian, I've long since stopped trying to fathom the perversion of it all, and I strongly suggest you do the same, you know. And <laughs> they're wise words. So I'm not fully self-aware enough to know why I enjoy the martial arts as much as I do. But what is beyond question is that I do enjoy them greatly. The self-protection side of things is something that I take very seriously and work very hard at. But that's not the main reason I train. You know, my life's simply not that violent. I don't have to defend myself on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, I want to enjoy my life on a day-to-day -day basis, though, and I train on a day-to-day -day basis. The health benefits are important to me, uh, especially when you consider that, you know, us Abenethi men have a habit of dying young. Uh, genetically, we have a strong disposition to heart trouble. I mean, my great-grandfather died in his 40s. My grandfather uh, died at 51. Uh, my father and my uncle are both in their early 60s and they're still going strong, but both of them have had triple bypasses. Um, so it is important to me to keep my heart healthy, um, as it seems, you know, it's pretty certain that I'm probably going to share that genetic disposition as well, though thankfully there's no sign of it yet. Um, so, you know, that's important to me, but it doesn't really enter my mind when I train that much. You know, the, the main reason why I, I keep training is, again, because I find them fun. Now, finding the martial arts fun certainly doesn't mean that I train or teach in a frivolous or flippant way. Um, I train with intent, and I teach the same way too, but I also enjoy things like the camaraderie in training and the way that makes me feel. And my students also train with uh, a high-intensity level, but that doesn't mean we don't have a laugh with each other and at each other. Respect's ever present in my dojo, but, you know, a good humoured banter's always there too, and no one, including me, is off limits for a, a witty remark. Um, we find this balance, you know, makes the training enjoyable, and, you know, people feel part of the group, you know, we enjoy the camaraderie of it. Um, now, I have to say, I think the most valuable thing I've ever got from the martial arts is the people it's introduced me to. I simply enjoy being around those people, and I enjoy spending time with them. Now, people outside the martial arts are sometimes unable to appreciate the depth of friendship that exists between people who can beat seven shades of the brown stuff out of one another uh, one moment, and the next minute, you know, share a joke with them. You know, I also find the challenge of the martial arts fun as well. Rising to that challenge is often no fun at the time, but afterwards there's a, a calm enjoyment in basking in one's victories uh, over oneself and, uh, you know, and others. The challenge of the martial arts also shows me that my perceived limits can be surpassed, and the martial challenges also make my day-to-day -day challenges uh, seem nothing by comparison. You know, the martial arts are tough. You know, I'd, in any given week, the toughest thing I normally do is train. Um, the martial arts rise my uh, self-esteem as well, and they force me to think big in all other areas of my life. The martial arts teach me that beyond difficulty and discomfort lie growth and success. My dojo life constantly underlines that fact and makes it impossible to ignore that in my wider life. You know, martial arts are fun, and they help make the rest of my life fun too. 
it really is okay to enjoy the martial arts. It's good if you find them fun. That doesn't mean you're not um, you know not serious about your martial arts. Indeed, it's a sign that they are addressing your needs, and you're more likely to train with great intensity if you find an activity fun and fulfilling than if you do if you find the activity laborious. Um, there are different kinds of fun, though. You know, some kinds of training I find fun as I'm doing them. And as I mentioned, other kinds of training I don't enjoy at all at the time, but I find fun when I've completed them. You know, as an example, the Thursday morning sessions that I travel over 300 miles to attend are hell on earth during the time. I have to be up at half four in the morning and travel all the way down and put myself through that. You know, and the extremely high intensity levels of training. You know, the, the actual sessions itself are, you know, pretty horrific. But I feel fantastic when they're over. I feel proud of myself for pushing myself and not taking the easy route. I also know they make me a better martial artist. I'm someone who, who finds enjoyment and takes pride in you know my martial skills. The, the, recent, uh, the recent BCA residential course as well, I got the opportunity to train with Dave Hazard, uh, Seventh Dan, for the, for the first time. Now, I thoroughly enjoyed that session. Um, those who know Dave will know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, the session it was technically superb, brilliant you know, breakdown of, of, of fundamental technique and why that makes the, um, the technique efficient. All the techniques we did were highly functional. The right combative mindset was strongly encouraged. And, and, and Dave's power and his graceful brutality are an inspiration to behold. Uh, to my mind, Dave personifies how you know, awe-inspiringly effective traditional, uh, traditional martial arts can be. But aside from that, the session was lots of fun. You know, <laughs> you know, Dave's got a great sense of humour, and that flowed through his teaching as effortly as his technical and combative skills did. So, you know, if you doubt that the martial arts can be, you know, simultaneously highly polished, highly effective, and great fun, then do your best to, you know, train with Dave. Um, check out his Born Fighter book too. Um, that, you can get that off Amazon. That's that, that's a, yeah, it's a good fun read as well. So, I mean, having fun and encourages others to do the same does not lead to a loss of discipline or combative function. In fact, a strong case can be made for the contrary position. Giving your all to something you find beneficial and enjoyable is much easier than committing to something you find a drag. You know. So if you're someone who doesn't find the martial arts fun, you have some serious questions to ask yourself. You're unlikely to be motivated to work hard at something you find a total chore, and hence you're not going to make strong progress. In fact, sooner or later, you're likely to find that it's, you know, it's just not worth it and you'll quit. So you need to find out why training is not fun for you. But if you are finding training fun, and I hope you are, don't deny or play down that fact. You should always try and have fun and enjoy all areas of your life, and that obviously includes your martial training. You know, Life's just simply way too short not to have fun with everything that we do. Well, that concludes this month's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you found it fun, because it would be very ironic if you didn't. <laughs> um, I'll be back with more podcasts uh, next month. And uh, one of the things that we will be doing soon as well is uh, we did, for those who have been with us a long time will know, we've done workout podcasts. We've done like a solo training one and a bag work one, I think. And the idea being you listen along to the, the, the podcast and, you know, and train along with it. And uh, there's been quite a bit of discussion on those on the, the forum recently, which reminded me that, um, you know, it's been a while since I've done one. Had a couple of emails about them as well. So, so yeah, we're overdue for one of those. So if you've any particular area of the martial arts where you'd like a kind of solo workout uh, for, if you can let me know, I'll um, I'll look at uh, 
designing something along those lines and we'll but you'll say probably podcast after next uh, we'll get that sorted out for you yeah so just drop me a line ian at ian com, and hopefully by now you should know how all that's spelt um, other news, I think yeah, just the other thing is, if you haven't already, you can pop along to the um, Extreme uh, Impact previews on the blog, have a little look at those. Um, obviously, you can three, I think put three on there, three drills that you can uh, see, you know, and hopefully, you know, those drills and, you know, the Extreme Impact series in general are things you can make use of in your training and teaching, you know, who'd have believed there were so many ways to work your job, eh? Um, so, yeah, so thanks once again, everyone, for the support of these podcasts, really do appreciate it, and I'll speak to you soon, I'll be back with more uh, next month. Okay, take care. See you now. Bye-bye.